Ian, what's the problem, man? It's Thursday morning. Ugh, having confidence issues, man. Like three years in on this. I just don't know if I have it anymore. What are you trying to tell me, man? Every time I go to a freaking cocktail party, they're like, where's Ian, man? He's such a nice compliment to your douchebag personality. The LBP without Ian is like peaches without cream. It's like coffee without cream. It's like Seinfeld without creamer. <sighs> really? I don't know. We could probably replace you with Andrew Udarian. Ugh. <sighs> Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, it's a lifestyle business podcast where we believe building a business is the best way to create more personal freedom and opportunity in your life. Speaking of opportunity, oh my gosh, he flew in on the opportunity blimp, everybody. It is my co-host, my captain, the party leader, a man who recently traded his donors in for dongs. Welcome to Ho Chi Minh City, sir, otherwise known as Saigon. Yeah, buddy. Uh, coming to you from Saigon. We just landed here yesterday. We got a great apartment on the ground for, what, only three hours and we found this place? No big deal, man. It's a, it's a great spot for the digital nomads among you. If you guys stick around to the end of the show, we are going to share with you some of the biggest business insights. These are like, uh, well, what are we calling this episode? Ten potent quotables. That's right. I've actually written down these potent quotables of the things that one of the things I love about our events is that the way we choose speakers, you know, it's really selfish. It's who would I want to see speak? We're not saying, oh, yeah, we want the guy who's on the book tour or with the guy who goes around speaking all the time. It's like we want who would we want to have talk? And those are the 10 people that we're going to talk about today. Those people that we look to in the marketplace. and We're like, we want them. And uh, these are the people that said yes. And here are the potent quotables from them had a great time in berlin with you dan and with all the other dcers had a bunch of people come out uh had an opening party on friday and then yeah. we had conference on saturday and sunday yeah it was uh it was sweet it was super sweet but let's just get on to the to all the goodies that came from that but first the itunes reviews gotta show the love for you guys going to that clunky itunes interface giving us five stars ian robinson from ian robinson .net says something about the message of this pos- podcast resonates with me unlike any other available on iTunes the independent enterprising philosophy the world travel and the laughs all glisten with awesomeness I've heard that quite a bit about you good sir ah yeah thank that, you that Ian guy your co-host he's glistening with awesomeness thanks for the review Ian cheers Ian Greg from Greg Baller status Barry five stars are not enough finally took the break from hustling to give the much-needed five-star review. Thanks, Greg, so much. Appreciate it. Greg says his company, MunichBid.com, has undoubtedly become a better company because of the things shared on this very podcast. Speaking of becoming a better company, let's get moving on to the meat and potatoes. What is the equivalent here in Saigon? What would you think? Uh, boon, maybe? The boon and the bow. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. So meat and potatoes, um, these are 10 Potent quotables from the, the 10 of the top speakers from our perspective at DC Berlin. First, let's get it kicking with Cam Collins. Cam is somebody that he runs Exuma Tech, a software company. He also writes a blog called camcollins.com. And I've just uh, been sort of having an internet love affair with Cam for a really long time. I've been enjoying watching him run this amazing software company. And, uh, you know, he's sort of... Uh, 
he's 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 been in the DC for a long time, and we've always been chatting, but I never met him. Yeah, and Cam's one of these guys. Uh, I, I really look up to him. He's been doing business for probably three, four times longer than we have. Yes. So he's got lots of experience, and uh, he's implementing a lot of these new things that we're doing, and that a lot of other DCers are doing in his uh, business. And so it's really cool to see how that works. But he's, one of the he's things- you know, he's one of these killer combo guys who like he's about as fresh as you can be. I mean, he's like always latching on to new ideas, always coming up with new ideas. He was like, you could see him at his laptop all weekend. He's like the brightest one in the room. But also to combine that with I've been in the trenches is kind of a, just this magical combination. So one of the things that he talked about in uh, DCBER, and this is one of the things that we're real hot on, is uh, Work the System by Sam Carpenter. Yeah, and it was almost like the theme of this event. And that's one of the things that on the road to Bangkok, six months from now, we're gonna have our big meetup in Bangkok. Like our challenge to the audience was all of us together, we're going to work on this work to system kind of thing. And even for a guy like Cam, it's been challenging, but it's so worth it. Yeah. So Cam's got, well, I think he said 22 employees, something like that. Yeah. Um, and the idea here was uh, he implemented uh, work to system. He read the book. He loved it. And then he went crazy. Right. And then his employees all said, what are you doing, Cam? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what, one of the, uh, so basically the, there's a big difference between, um, you know, getting having the idea yourself, but then getting the employee buy-in. And a part of that has to do with having systems that they want to work with, right? So, you know, if you bring in this, like, innovative, funky system, and then they would all just kind of look at them like, that hurts us because that, that makes our workflow more difficult, right? So, so you know, you have to have systems in place that your employees want to use. It was cool to see uh, Cam implemented work the system, but then he also implemented it in a way that his – uh, employees can actually use it, and that's that's the resistance, right? I mean, that's the whole thing here. You can you can come up with all these great systems and everything, but if nobody uses them, then you're you're in a bad spot. I think the coolest thing was like seeing the implications of working on a business rather than working in a business, and like seeing what that really looks like for someone's personal life and for their business life at that level, and it's profound. And, and one of the things that Cam left us with is your job as an entrepreneur is to create and connect. I think this was. A, a lifted point from Seth Godin, but he really showed that what that means. And if any moment you're listening to this podcast right now, if you're not creating or connecting, you need to go back and work that system and get to yourself to that point where you are creating and connecting. And that's the beautiful thing about working the system, right? Because you create the system. And then whenever you have to go back and manage the system, you're creating a better system. So create, connect, get out of that business. Point number two, Clay Collins from leadbright.com. I'm so happy that Clay came to the conference. You know, I've been following Clay since 2007. It was cool to meet him. Uh, this guy is a fountainhead. He's, 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 he's such a personable guy. He's so intelligent and insightful. And I, that's why I loved him back in 2007. It was cool to kind of reminisce with him a little bit and sit back and say, man, I used to follow your, your stuff. So here's the story. Clay Collins was the guy who came up with the term baselining. Yeah, and, which we use all the time. We use it all the time. And 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 I knew that I got it from Clay, but sort of meeting him again reminded me that, oh, yeah, I totally lifted that from you, bro. And he's just – he brought all of that articulate nature, all of his insightfulness to his talk. The reason we invited Clay, outside of being an awesome guy, is that along with DC or Simon Payne, these guys have been on an incredible ride. Check out leadbright.com. They're absolutely slaying it um, with an amazing product. And, and so you guys can go check that out. It helps you design squeeze pages like super easy, and it's fantastic. They also have Lead Player and a couple other products like the, Welcome Gate. The thing I love about Clay, uh, although he's an awesome guy, is uh, he's built an amazing business in the last 12 months 
Um, yeah, he so, called it capital B business. I like that. <laughs> no biz. He said no biz. He said capital B business. Yeah, it was to roaring laughter. That was really good. <laughs> but it, he's built an amazing business over the tw- last 12 months. Uh, he's got uh, several employees working for him now. But, um, you know, I think one of, the, one of the cool things about Clay is he's been a marketer for several years. And I think he's really starting to hit his stride with his products. Yeah, and he you know? said that one of the cool things about being a marketer is he kind of said, you know, you get all caught up marketing this and, and this and that. And then he said... Look, if your product is great, people are going to have more exposure to your product than to your marketing. And I thought, yeah, that's about right. That's pretty spot on, bro. And this is Purple Cow, right? This is this idea that you need to bake the awesomeness into your product and into what your company is doing. Part of what Clay was talking about is every time you do something unique for your audience, you can. that's marketing, right? That's a chance to talk about your business. So really... If you're so focused on marketing, it's probably a symptom that your product isn't cool enough. Right. And uh, final thoughts on Clay. Uh, I really admire this guy because he has laser focus. He's found something that uh, captures his whole attention, um, and he is 100% focused on this business. All right. So Simon Payne, DC or number six? Simon is is the lead developer behind LeadBright.com. And uh, it's not surprising when you look at how beautiful that software is that it came from the Paininator. I mean, this guy yeah. is just a boss. Anyway, so um, a couple things that I learned from from Simon. And, and, and Simon talked a lot about, as a lead developer, you always want to think about how do you inspire these creative people? Because as entrepreneurs, we want guys like Simon to join our team. Yeah. But they're like the, the white leopard in the forest. You can't find these guys, you know? Um, he was so enthusiastic about being part of a super high-quality team. He was talking about how he was resistant to process at the beginning and how by working in a team environment and opting into the process, so finding a way to get that team compliance. Again, this is this theme. It's coming up and up again. How he, as this sort of super smart developer guy, and we think of ourselves as creatives too, how we actually get the most benefit out of processes. Yeah, they told a really uh, nice story um, and uh, basically – uh, when Clay was interviewing Simon to come work on his new project, uh, Clay was acting like he knew what he was talking about. He's like, ah, do you know Python? Do you know Java and all this stuff? And Simon was basically like, look, man, you're asking the wrong questions. So <laughs> I think that's about the time when they fell in love. And uh, now they're they're creating this awesome business. The other thing that uh, Simon brought up that was really interesting was uh, when he first started working on um, the project that him and Clay were working on, it wasn't super glamorous. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of us like to work on glamorous things, Simon included. But Simon really had a long-term vision for where this could go. So, you know, it wasn't just a WordPress plugin in the beginning. like, Or it was just a WordPress plugin in the beginning, but he saw the potential of where it could He go. chose his target and played long ball. And I love that Clay mentioned about a couple of the people that joined his team. They operated at day one as if they were partners in that business, and now they are. Isn't that crazy how that works? Yeah. He also mentioned that that the best employees hire you. And I thought, man, that's really fantastic. If you're <clears throat> trying to get forward in life, it, it very often is the case that that person that you're working for is your biggest opportunity. And so treat them like a partner. Maybe someday they'll treat you like a partner. Like a boss. These guys are going places. That's right. All right, number four, Mark Manson, postmasculine.com. I, I couldn't be happier. I'm such a huge fan of Mark. And then he comes to DCBER. Blows the doors off. Brings the goods. Oh my gosh, this guy. One of his awesome points was that passion is practical. And and he walked through case studies and numbers and showed how when he did things that he wanted to do and he was passionate about, how his results just 
blew through the roof. Yeah, he told a great story, and uh, we don't have time to tell the whole thing here, but basically he went to music school, uh, and there's this kid that he looked up to who was playing the guitar for eight or nine hours a day, and he was asking, where do you get your passion from? And the kid was like, I don't know. He was like, well, how do you practice for nine hours a day? I don't know. And uh, now he's found himself in a similar position with his writing. And people are coming up to him and say, Mark, what's, how do you do your blog? I was like, well, you know, that's just, I've, I've focused on where my passion is, and as long as that's matching up with a market demand or something that people want, that's a practical strategy. That's the trick. Let's talk about Dan Taylor. First time I ever met Dan, he's from appsevents.com. He's going to be helping Mike and Rob with MicroConf, which is going to be in Prague coming up. So uh, Mike and Rob, if you're listening to this, send us over the promo reel and we'll play it on the LBP because I know people got to check out the MicroConf. I want to go there. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, uh, Dan Taylor sold a couple businesses, and that's why I invited him to speak. Um, we're trying to sell businesses as well. Super fascinating. Lots of takeaway points from this talk. Number one, establishing a track record as an entrepreneur who can sell businesses is an extremely valuable asset in your career. Yeah, Dan, I think he said he went from uh, it taking two years to sell his first business to taking three months to sell his second business. Like a boss. He also mentioned that offers are a once-in-a-lifetime event. Like if somebody wants to buy your business now, um, the chances that they're going to want to buy it from you in six months' time is extremely low. And I thought this was a really insightful point, something that I would not have expected. Essentially, what he's saying is uh, people find themselves at certain apexes, right? And they don't generally find themselves there again. So if somebody puts an offer out to your business, expect it to be a one-time deal. It's also a timely thing. Like It's almost like a magic bullet for people who want to buy things. I mean, fair enough, that is a little bit emotional, but there, there are these, these companies that are sitting around, these t- groups of 10 guys, and they feel like if we can get this list now. So there's a timeliness right. element to it. Sure. Yeah, sure. and it's not like this is just on the table for the next year kind of thing. We had a board meeting. We want your company. We want it now. Right. One more thing that Dan said. I love this guy, by the way. He said that EBITDA schmebida, your business is worth, speaking of emotional, right? right. Your business is worth what people are going to give you for it. Right. Jesse Lawler, the dominator, was the next speaker. Number six, uh, smartdrugsmarts.com. Fantastic podcast. Gave a list of 10 smart drugs um, from easiest to implement to hardest and maybe more dangerous to implement. It was a great talk. And uh, had a couple potent quotables in that one. Sleeping five hours a night for five nights straight is the equivalent of being up for 18 hours straight and or having a blood alcohol, uh, I guess, content of 0.1. So that's like... That's kind of interesting because a lot of people rocking the corporate gigs are rocking five hours a night sleep. Uh, another one of his tips was uh, creatine is safe, easy, and effective. I've heard from a lot of DCers that they're taking creatine. Uh, I think creatine has been out there for, geez, like 20, 30, 40 years. Maybe even like longer, yeah. yeah. So, so that there's a lot of long-term studies that this stuff works. Jesse even had it like higher up than caffeine in terms of ease to implement. Basically, take a spoonful of creatine every day, and it just lights up lights up your whole system. I mean, it gets more water into your brain or whatever is going on up there. I don't really understand, but I got a lot of friends who are taking this stuff and they're smart guys. Yeah, Jesse's presentation was great. It was a little bit different than the rest of the presentations at DCBER. It was definitely like a lifestyle uh, presentation more than a business presentation, but I do see a lot of business opportunities in what he was talking about. Travis from, from Supremacy SEO. I love the SEO talks because these guys pull up real life examples and say, yeah, we're ranking for this and here's how we did it. Travis is mentioning Gray Hat isn't going anywhere, was giving us examples. And the primary thing is, you know, diversifying those anchor texts and not building links to his money pages. So in other words, 
you know, if there's a if there's a huge set of links that are propping up your site, Travis is going out and propping up those links rather than doing. And it basically, he's not touching his home pages. Correct. So that's that's the big takeaway. Uh, Alexei, um, Alexei is sort of this. Uh, uh, he's like a SEO bomb maker in the DC. This guy is absolute genius. Um, he has some amazing case studies, and truly breathtaking. He's like the mad scientist of, of the DC. Yeah, he's doing some really cool stuff, including uh, developing his own SEO tools. So I'm looking forward to those in the future. He's talking about how much Google cares about super fast sites. And, and again, this is complex stuff. I mean, he's ranking for Coke, Pepsi, equivalent. 100% perfect HTML and simplicity. One JavaScript file, one CSS file. A lot of people screwing up. If you're going high-level SEO, you could be screwing it up with that WordPress theme. Yeah, the way he explained it to me in, in, in layman's terms was basically, uh, you know, back in the day, 10, 15 years ago, it was really hard to make a website not look like a website. Now, you know, websites, they have all this complex UI and stuff like that. And uh, it's really uh, bad for Google, I guess, in the way that he explained it to me was uh, because these websites are so muddled up with all these themes and crap like that, yeah. um, that it's not simple for Google to crawl the site. And so he said, basically, you got to get these things skin, skinny. You got to get these things on a diet. You got to get these things to look like a website again to Google. Rock on. Uh, also, super fast sites, of course. And I think Alexa is just a great example of the power of excellence and working with the best. I mean, the reason that he's blowing everybody's mind up is that he was sitting in a room with 10 of the top search engine guys in Europe for years. And, and I think there is this power that it gives you when you're excellent and when you know you have an incredible skill set and you can parlay that into other things in your life. So, you know, you see that with people like Mark Manson, who's developed this writing skill set. Um, it's people who are able to hold themselves to the fire and develop an excellence that that's not, you know, you don't have to do that for the rest of your life, but that opens up this world of opportunities for you to do whatever it is you want to do. So, you know, Yo-Yo Ma does not have to continue to play the cello to make a living going forward, right? right? That's the kind of idea. So uh, the power of excellence. Speaking of excellence, Benny Lewis, fluent in three months.com. I'm so pumped to hear a business talk from Benny, right? Because he's, yeah. he's t- teaching people to grow languages. But then we get this guy up on stage and we say, we want you to talk business, man. And he delivered. So one of the things that Benny talks about that's really near and dear to my heart is that you can't convert or funnel a human being. And I do believe that all these marketers, this echo chamber of internet marketers, they don't even have that great of businesses themselves. He's basically saying, consider the collateral damage that your behaviors have on that silent majority of your audience. All those people out there that you're trying to manipulate that, that, that they don't want to be manipulated, right? They want to be helped. And if you can freaking help them, you're going to make not just a business, but a movement. And if someday you want to cash that in for $25 million, go for it, man. Yeah, so Benny took his product off his front page. It's kind of hard to find his product. Uh, So when you go to his his site, it's like, well, what is this guy selling? And that's Benny's point, right? He's trying to teach people to be fluent in three months. That's his focus. He's trying to change the world. One of the second points that Benny made that I thought was really strong is uh, kicking the income can down the street. Yeah. Uh, and so Benny's this is your ki- this is your point, by the way. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but Benny illuminated it. Yeah. Correct. So basically, Benny's been a um, he's been uh, on the road for the last seven years, uh, and he's figured out ways to only spend about a thousand dollars a month. I think he said uh, the last seven years. And so what has that allowed him to do? That's allowed him to not focus on money, but to rather hone his skills, hone his audience and hone his ideas. Benny, by the way, biggest language blog 
in the world. Yeah. In the world. Can you imagine how much money that's worth? This is the business guy. I'm like so excited about what he's built. And But Benny's passionate about helping people first. And that's why he's where he is today. He's building a movement, not a business. It's worth a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. I love it. I absolutely love it. One of the final things I want to say about Benny Lewis and what you know he ex- illuminated for me is this whole idea of data-inspired versus data-driven. Um, and a lot of people are saying, like, well, do the numbers say it? Uh, you know what I hate? I hate like the internet marketers who are like, well, I don't care what you say, but yellow highlighting works. It just works. And it's like, you don't know anything because like these guys that are making these incredible businesses don't have yellow highlighter. And it's not about yellow highlighter. It's not about long form sales. Or it's not about any of that. It's about having an intuitive idea. It's about being engaged with your people and understanding what makes their lives better because that's a sustainable business practice, not uh, getting a 10% better conversion rate because you used a freaking yellow highlighter. That's just missing the point. And that's what Benny was saying. You don't funnel humans. Right. And I don't. I will code, go to war with anybody who wants to talk about funneling. I will. I will talk. Have the funnel talk. I'm not gonna have that talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumped about it, man. I love Benny Lewis. I love this talk, and I think that understanding who your customers are and helping them is a long-term business strategy. And conversion funnels is just okay. It's nice. It's icing, but it's not the cake. All right. Number ten. Speaking of icing. Speaking of icing on the cake of this episode, Andrew Yodering, previously mentioned at the top of the top of the shop. Where did this guy come from? Where Just did this out guy? Of nowhere. Ecommercefuel.com. Andrew's first time public speaking. Slam dunk. Hang on the rim, Andrew. This guy. Part of what makes Andrew so successful is that he's a winner. He's got a winning attitude. You could tell how much effort and time he put into crafting his message for DCers, and I'm so appreciative of that. Yeah, and I, I, there's just something about molding your soul to be a winner. I think you're onto something, Andrew. He's created some amazing uh, e-commerce sites, and uh, he told a great story. So the first e-commerce site that he crafted, I think it took him several years to get it up, and now it's I think making over seven figures. So it was really successful. And one of the things that he harped on with his first e-commerce site was not to focus on design. So he had this e-commerce site up. It looked like some GeoCity site that's yeah. making seven figures. And he said, look, guys, he said, what I'm focused on here is the product and conversions and understanding my customers. Um, you know, Customers, a lot of times in the e-commerce site, they don't care about design, so don't spend a lot of money on it, at least initially. right? And he tells the story of starting his second e-commerce site where he spent a bunch of money on a theme, he spent a bunch of money on a designer, and it totally flopped. Well, nobody could update it too that was right. part of the problem they sort of coded themselves into a corner you know uh one of the other things i really liked about this and we've done this too is when you get to a certain level in business you get tempted to do these like magic bullet guru solutions so you know he would go to this dinner table and this guy sitting there he's like i got five million dollars and you should do x and then he went and did x and got screwed right it's like well you had a successful e-commerce site on wordpress for the last three years now you should move to drupal which you know nothing about and spend five thousand dollars because mr five millions on drupal that's the whole idea and we, we try to guard people against that as me and you giving advice right like you want to make sure that like you trust your gut for the big decisions right because it's your business and what worked for somebody else might not work for you sometimes it will sometimes it won't yeah so Andrew is absolutely crushing it with his e-commerce sites and now he's crushing it with ecommercefuel.com yeah buddy alright well hey it was just a fantastic conference looking forward DCBKK alright let's get moving on to just the tips alright Dan so uh, we had talked with uh 
Cam Collins this week about Work the System. We've implemented Work the System into our business. Let's talk a little bit about the platform in which we use. All right. So everybody's talking a big game about private WordPress sites, about wikis, about schmickies, about ratatatikis. Forget all that stuff. <laughs> Google friggin' Docs. It's got basically the wiki feature that you're looking for. Three critical features. Number one, revision history. I know when you logged in, I know what you did, and I got it saved. Thank you, Google. Number two, update alerts with emails. If I want to know when my strategic operating document got updated by Ian, I can get sent an email every time he updated it. Boom. Wiki has just been slayed. Number three, uh, inline comments with alerts. So same deal. If you don't actually want to update the document, but you have different permissions, say only the boss man can update it or whatever, which we don't do. Say you want to do that. The employees or people in different uh, parts of the business can make comments on the side of the, the document, and then people can incorporate those comments and reply, and you can get email alerts and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, Google Docs makes it simple. Don't worry about these custom implementations, which is going to be harder for your team to get on board with. And I might get in trouble for saying this, but you know, I think people, people probably have a lot of security issues too, right? Or they're worried about security. I don't think anybody reading your SOP is going to be able to rip your business from you. So I wouldn't worry too much about security here, if that's the kind of thing you're worried about. Got it. All right. Hey, today, uh, speaking of uh, choosing the right niches, we're going to play a song called Get Lucky. Uh, everybody's heard it, I'm sure. It's fantastic. But this is the, with some Michael Jackson edits in there. So it's a pitch shift. So the voice sounds a little bit different. And we got some uh, Michael Jackson edits in there. Hopefully we'll get lucky with you guys next Thursday morning. And you'll be back here at the LBP. It's always a pleasure. Booyah! Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list. Check it out at lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do, plus give you immediate access to episode one through 100 of the LBP. It is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight. We'll see you next Thursday morning. Like to get lucky.